Welcome to Sex Spoken Here with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex coach and relationship psychologist and created this show to help you solve any sexual problems, learn about all things sexy, sensual, and intimate, and create your ideal lasting relationship. In my virtual therapy room, I answer questions, interview experts, and provide tips that you can use straight away. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create a problem-free, exciting sex life. Make sure you join us to be up to date on all events and to easily access coaching at www.the-intimacy-coach.com. Welcome to my virtual therapy room. I am Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and this is Sex Spoken Here. Remember that this podcast deals with adult themes. So if you don't have privacy, you might wish to put on your headphones. Today, I am continuing my series on sex toys. So far in this series, I looked at vibrators and a couple of slightly different toys that still vibrate. If you have had the opportunity to listen, I encourage you to download that episode. Today, I'm starting with dildos and butt plugs. Despite being bisexual, I actually explored butt plugs before exploring dildos. My early hookups with women were with women who used vibrators and didn't like to use dildos or strap-ons. My early relationships with women were the same. I found the Technicolor dildos a bit frightening. And some of the dildos that I saw initially all looked rather large and foreboding. My first dildo was actually a stainless steel Enjoy that I that could be made ice cold or warm to hot. And it also warmed beautifully when used. The texture of the stainless steel is so arousal to me, arousing to me, and the Enjoy really hits the G-spot well. I loved that dildo. The next dildo I experienced was a glass dildo. And again, this is very temperature sensitive. So using it for temperature play is fantastic. Some glass dildos that you can find are works of art, and they're often made with ribs and ridges and bumps that touch you in places you never thought you wanted to be touched. And when I say works of art, many of them are actually um, painted. They're, they're, They're just gorgeous. Finally, I was introduced to a proper silicone dildo by a lover who liked to use strap-ons. She had a bunch of different sizes and would let me choose what I felt like experiencing. One of them was so large, he was akin to a horse penis, and I avoided that one. I couldn't figure out how I would ever get something like that inside me. These dildos felt as though they were truly attached to my lover as though she had a dick of her own. She loved having a penis, though she did not identify as male in any way. She first exposed me to chicks with dicks. Jay is also bisexual, and she enjoyed fucking men with her dick as much as she enjoyed fucking women with it. I loved to watch her fuck other people almost as much as I loved to be fucked by her. 
Her rapt expressions highlighted her gratification as she rocked her hips with fury. For the next many years, I enjoyed being on the receiving end of a dildo. I even tried experimenting with double-headed dildos. These can be extremely fun, but they take a bit to get the hang of. I found some of the coordination difficult, but my friend Jill says that they're her favorite toy, and rocking with her girlfriend is always a sure way to increase multiple orgasms. About five years ago, a girlfriend asked me to fuck her. I had tried a strap-on once before, but I found it quite awkward. I wanted to be able to please her in this way, so I decided to give it one more try. To do this, I went to find a better strap-on belt and dildo, one that would be easier for me to manage. I wanted a dildo that was close to my skin color, so it kind of looked more part of me. And this is though I've never really wanted to have a penis. I always wanted just to be the way that I am, very female. But I wanted to try to experience this being more of a part of me because friends told me that the more I owned the penis, the better I would be at fucking. And I always like to be good at what I do. At the time, I was visiting my then fiance in Los Angeles, so this meant a shopping trip to the pleasure chest. This trip was filled with laughter as I looked through all the different possibilities. There were dildos that were technicolor, some that were huge, and others that didn't really look like penises at all. First, I found a strap-on belt that was a sports style. I found this much more comfortable than the ones that split my butt cheeks like thongs do. I found an average-sized dildo that was close to my skin color. My stomach is not flat, so when I looked down, it was the strangest experience because it looked like my own penis. I clearly identify as a woman for gender, and I have always done so. As a result, this was a surreal moment as I saw my own dick. Next, I felt I needed to learn how to use the strap-on before fucking my date. Since I had never owned a penis before, I decided to ask an expert, my fiancé. He had been the owner of a penis for 55 years by that time. He gave me some lessons, focusing on the hip-rocking movements and reminding me that I won't be able to get direct feedback through the dildo, so I needed to own it as much as I could, as this would make it easier for me to predict responses to my movements. I've had sex with women and trans men who truly own the penises they attach to their bodies. They were so skilled that it was easy to forget that they were not born with flesh and blood penises. I did not feel this way, so it took practice so I would be convincing and effective and be able to give my partner some thrills. After my lessons, I went on my date. And I am happy to report that she had a great time and told me I fucked her well. I enjoyed the experience of being able to give her pleasure in that way, but I did not find it exciting to be the one with the penis. I didn't get turned on by being the one who was fucking. I really am much happier being the receptive partner when it comes to penetration by penises, vibrators, or dildos. 
Not too long ago, a friend sent me a link to a site called Bad Dragon. This company makes dildos in the shapes of different, mostly mythical beasts, penises. The most popular are the dragon dildos, but werewolf comes in a close second. They are made in various sizes and colors. And some are designed for men to put over their penises and have a tube for ejaculation. They also have some vaginas for men to use for masturbation. Or I think women can insert them so they can be penetrated when wearing one. Finally, there are dildos that are made as a dilation set with vibration. Um, there's a particularly good set made by Shh, which is the sex shop in London, to help women who have vaginismus. These are made of smooth silicon and in various sizes and can have a bullet vibrator in them as well. They're used in the treatment of vaginismus, which is when the pelvic floor muscles contract involuntarily, causing painful sex or the inability to have penetration at all. I didn't mention vibrating dildos earlier. There are some dildos that are made with a pocket to insert the vibrator at the base so that this presses against the vulva and clitoris, and in some cases when the dildo, in, the clitoris also in some cases, when the dildo's in the strap-on harness. So if you can imagine, it's, it, there's um, uh, a kind of a more oval piece of silicon that the dildo juts out of, and in the oval piece is where, the, is where you can put the bullet. Um, so that way, the person who's doing the fucking is also receiving the stimulation from the vibrator as well as the pressure from the thrusts. These can be lots of fun to play with as well. Up to this point, I've only talked about strap-ons in terms of women using them with other women or trans folk using them with women. But of course, strap-ons can be used for pegging, which is when a woman fucks a man. I have had lots of clients over the years who love to experience their girlfriends and wives fucking them. Some of these men are submissive, but many of them are not. They just enjoy the anal stimulation and the prostate stimulation. Dildos have been around since Paleolithic times. Pretty amazing. The oldest one on record is 20 centimeters, and it's from the Upper Paleolithic era, circa 30,000 years ago. The first ones were made of stone and wood primarily, although some were made of tar. And for some reason, many archaeologists have talked about them simply being symbolic for fertility, instead of accepting the fact that um, many of them were probably used for sex toys as well. Dildos are seen in Greek art and also feature in Greek plays. They are mentioned in Shakespeare's A Winter Tale, and there are quite a few uh, bits of poetry from the 1600s that talk about dildos. Dildos remain illegal in some jurisdiction, like India, for example. Uh, in the United States, they remain banned in Alabama. Though they are no longer illegal in Texas, Kansas, or Colorado. Now, the ban was kept in place in Alabama even after an appeal to the Supreme Court. There are some people 
who uh, find dildos and sex toys uh, objectionable because they feel that they will encourage lascivious behavior and encourage sex out of wedlock. But in fact, um, many people who use dildos and uh, vibrators and other sex toys are using them as part of a traditional marriage in order to uh, enhance their sex lives, but sometimes as, as a necessity in order to um, create orgasm at all for the woman. But they're still banned. And here are a couple of reviews. Manny, who's transgendered, has four favorite cocks. He has one he uses for packing. Now, packing is when you wear a soft to semi-hard dildo in underwear or trousers so that you have a penis even when not having sex. He has three he uses for sex. The first is very close to his own coloring and is of average size and girth. The second is also close to his own coloring, but is significantly larger, both in length and girth. The third is technicolor and medium sized. And he says, I can give a girl something no bio man ever can, a choice of cocks. A big one for size queens or days in which you feel like a size queen and an average one for most of the time. Manny really enjoys the variety and um, the ability to surprise his girlfriends. And he talked with me about actually changing out the cocks, um, not obviously in midstream because that's not easy in the middle of fucking, but within the same session of sex um, and surprising his partners that way who didn't notice that he actually did the change. Wendy says, I love playing with my glass dildo, especially when it's cold. It slowly heats up inside me and I heat up with it. Wendy talked about having difficulty with penetration prior to experimenting with dildos. She spoke about getting uh, slowly used to penetration because she found the, the glass dildo so, so fascinating and so interesting and it wasn't really like a penis and, and she was exploring on her own and so she didn't feel pressure from a partner and that made it possible for her to experiment until she was able to learn to enjoy penetration. Rachel says, I enjoy fucking Tom with my strap on, which is average size. He loves the feeling of being so full and I love being the one in control. I also love using my enjoy to stimulate his prostate or sometimes he uses it in my pussy. The hardness of the steel is so different from, so, from other dildos and I love playing with temperature too. But most of all, I love being the one in control. So let's talk about butt plugs. Butt plugs come in tons of shapes and sizes. Um, the most popular shape is the teardrop or diamond shape. These start small and can be found in absolutely huge sizes. 
There are butt plugs that are made in the shape of penis. The materials for butt plugs range from the simple silicone ones, which is probably the most popular, again, because it's smooth and it, and it has some give to it, to metal ones. Some of them have jeweled handles, to glass ones with fur or horsehair tails. The ones with tails are something to see. The people who use these have to get used to moving around with them inside so they don't push them out. Human ponies often have elaborate horsehair tails. For those of you who don't know, human ponies are people who enjoy acting as ponies. Now, I don't mean they're just going to run around pretending they're a pony. They actually do activities. Like some of them learn how to pull carts. Um, others uh, race. Some learn to carry people. And there are even dressage events like actual ponies and horses have that they can participate in. They wear harnesses, sometimes blinders, bits, boots with horseshoe heels, and sometimes a full face mask or a partial one with pony ears, and they have horse tails. Now, some of them are not attached as butt plugs, but others are. Their training tends to be very elaborate. There are other animals that people would pretend to be puppies, for example, and they might wear fur tails or they'd be more likely to wear fur tails. Butt plugs can be a bit difficult to get used to. Uh, we're used to pushing things out using those muscles, so the tendency is to push the plug out as well. It often takes training to be able to use them. Now, training is when you start with a small butt plug and you wear it for a short period of time. You move that to slowly longer periods of time and larger plugs. Um, Sometimes people do training with butt plugs in order to get ready to have anal sex, so to manage an average size penis or a larger than average size penis. But a lot of times people enjoy the use of butt plugs simply on their own. Butt plugs provide a great way to incorporate anal stimulation, particularly if you don't want to have full-on anal sex. Greg loves them so much that he wears a small one every day. He says, I am always aroused that way. I asked him if he was able to concentrate to work, and he replied, of course, the arousal stays in the background at those times, but it's always there, and that is how I like it. Mary finds buck plugs humiliating but exciting at the same time, and she's not alone. A lot of people are excited by things that they find humiliating or embarrassing. She says, it's so embarrassing to have anything in my ass, and even more embarrassing how hot it makes me. So I love having my plug in. I have one with a big red jewel in the handle. It's made of stainless steel, and sometimes I put it in the fridge for 10 minutes before putting it inside me. That can make me scream, but as it warms, it makes me moan. I can come just from having the plug inside me. Thanks for joining me this week for Sex Spoken Here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Please write to me with suggestions for the show or questions you want answered at drbisbee at the-intimacy-coach.com. Follow me on Twitter, Dr. Bisbee, or on Instagram. For a free 30-minute strategy session with me, go to www.the-intimacy-coach.com 
and click the button that says Schedule Now. I look forward to seeing you next week when I will continue the series on sex toys. And I should have a guest. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to Sex Spoken Here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes or on Stitcher. And make sure you head over to www.the-intimacy-coach.com to subscribe for free newsletter updates to help you create and sustain an exciting trouble-free sexual life. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes on all topics, sexy, sensual, and intimate. Thanks for listening.